0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's Word for July 1st, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word, and the whole theme around leveling up is tied to something I believe that God is declaring over this year, over this season, that this is a season of new levels for us, where there's grace made available for new levels. And so when God provides grace for something, what we have to do is provide faith for it, right? So the The grace is there for new levels. The grace is there for us to level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. So God provided the grace. We have to provide the faith. So by faith, we lay hold of what God is already provided for this season It's new levels. It's time for us to level up. So how are we going to level up? Well, in this series, we've been learning to level up through the word of God. And so we're going to go back to the word this morning. Look at me. If you want to level up, you're going to have to level up with the word. All right, so that said, I've been teaching a series entitled leveling up with the word from the parable of the sower. Let's go back to that parable again this morning. The title of today's message is God's expectation of you is tied to the investment that he made in you. Let me say that again. God's expectation of you is tied to the investment that he made in you. It would be unrighteous of God as a father to expect something from you that he didn't deposit in you. <laughs> and so no, he's only expecting his instruction is always equal to his injection, meaning that he will never tell you to do, he will never instruct you to do something that he has not already injected you with. The grace of God is on you to do whatever he's calling you to do. So yes, you might feel inadequate. You might be like, Oh God, I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I don't have the background. I don't have the 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 right relationships. I, I'm not prepared for this. I don't have the money. I don't and God is like, okay, you done? But what you do have is the grace. And so so God gives us the grace to do whatever he's called us to do. He, whatever he expects us to do, he equips us to do. But then whatever he equips us to do, he expects us to do. So there's a the level of expectation tied to the investment that he made. Let's talk about it. In Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, the Bible says that a farmer, this is Jesus explaining, well, the farmer's like somebody who takes seed. The seed is the word of God. He goes forth and he sows it. Now, when he sows it, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And because their understanding is unfruitful, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that receive the word of God they quickly and they gladly accept it, but they have a surface level relationship with God. They have surface level Christianity. They don't have a real relationship with God. They're not really going to do what God said. And so they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. So as soon as trouble comes, or persecution comes because of the word that they received, they're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny ground, uh, thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God. Oh my God, that was good. But their lives have become full of other things like the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want. And so, those other things are like weeds that grow up and choke out the word and, and it stops the word from working. Other people are like ground that, that, your good ground, say good ground. These are the people that hear the word of God, they accept it, they allow the word of God to do what it does. They don't have competing priorities. So, they've cleared out their heart and their mind and they, they're like, okay, God. You're the Lord of my life, and so I'm going to do what you tell me to do, and now the word works, and sometimes it produces 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more, and you and I, we're after 100, all right? We're looking for that hundredfold. So what does this is mean for you today? I have two things to share with you on this morning, just two things, but as I break up these two things, I believe they're going to be a blessing. So as I get into these two things, this is the, the point in the, in the message where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions and like lean in, lock in two things. You ready? Here we go. Number one, God is the farmer in the parable and the farmer is the one who's making the investment. I'm talking about the investment that God is making in you and how God is looking for a return on his investment. So God is investing in you and he's investing in you in many ways. Let's talk about it. So let's think about the parable for a minute let's think about like, you know, God, Jesus gave us this parable for a reason. It's like, you know, God is God. And, and, you know, and so it's like people can't understand God, but they can understand like a farmer. They can understand soil. They can understand seed. So let's talk about it. So in the parable, God is a farmer. It's his land, right? So the farmer's going out. He's, so, he's not sowing seed in his neighbor's land. He's sowing seed in his land. And so so, yeah, he's sowing seed in you because you belong to him. It's his land. He goes out of his way to sow seed into his land, and then he expects a return on his investment. No farmer is going to go out there, break up that ground, sow the seed, make sure it's watered, and then not expect a return on the investment. He's expecting a return on the investment. God is expecting a return on the investment that he's making in you. So he's not expecting anything. The farmer is not expecting anything that is not tied to the seed. He's not expecting any harvest that is not tied to the seed that he's not expecting any return that is not tied to the investment. It would be crazy of you to expect a return on an investment that you did not make, but God is making an investment in you. He has made investments from the foundations of the world. He is making investments now, and he's looking for a return on the investment that he made. The expectation of the harvest is tied to the investment of the seed. Say amen to that. Pretty simple. The farmer owns the land. And so let me just talk about that for a minute. He's looking for a return because he owns the land. And so the word Lord in the Bible is also translated owner. The word Lord, like this is why we say landlord, right? Landlord, landowner. God is your Lord. That means that he's your owner. You belong to him. And so I, it is in him that I live and move and have my being. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God made man. Other people can't define me because they didn't make me. You know what I'm saying? They didn't create me, so they can't define me. So I'm I'm only defined by the one who made me and I, he is my Lord. I'm owned by him. I am his workmanship. I am his child. I'm called by his name. So the farmer doesn't go out and sow seed into land that doesn't belong to him. He's sowing seed that belongs to him. And then he's expecting a return on the investment. In Ephesians 2 and 10, the apostle Paul said, we are his workmanship. Right? So we are His. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And now God is looking for us to do what? Good works that He before ordained that we should walk therein. There are some good works that God expects you to do. Now, you're not saved by works, but you're saved for work. Let me say that again. You're not saved by work, but you're saved for work. You were not saved to sit, you're saved to serve. So now that you're saved, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and God gives you his word, doggone it, he expects a return on his, on his investment. He's looking for you to do the things that he planned for you to do from the foundations of the world. So God gives us his word. He gives us his spirit. He gave us his grace. He gives us his calling. And now he's expecting us to produce based on the investment that he's made. And his seed, the seed in the text, is the word of God. So God God speaks to us, and then he expects us to produce based on what he reveal. Let me say that again. God speaks to us and then he expects us to produce based on what he revealed. God will speak to you about your business, your career, your family, your health. God will speak to you. And then he expects you to produce a harvest based on the revelation that he gave you. God gives us revelation in every area. And one of the ways that he gives us revelation is of his person. God gives us a revelation of who he is, right? And so now that I have a revelation of his person, now that I have a revelation of his power, God is expecting me to return a harvest based on the revelation of what he revealed, on that investment that he's making. He's expecting us to produce. So you, and I, he's coming to us like the farmer goes out there and checks on the land he's looking for some stuff to come come sprouting up well, wait a minute! Right about now, some of this stuff should be coming up. You know what I'm saying? So he's looking for a return on the investment. Now he doesn't expect it right away. He knows that it's going to take some time. And matter of fact, the Bible says the farmer goes to sleep. He doesn't even know how this stuff works. He doesn't have a, have to have a degree in agriculture. He sleeps. He goes to sleep night and day, whether he's sleeping or working, whether he's sipping iced tea or he's actually working on his farm or, or whatever he's doing. The word is still working. And so, so yeah, the farmer goes out there. He's expecting. Hey. Is this stuff working? He's coming to you on a daily basis and he's, he's expecting that the word that he's investing in your life is producing something. Say amen to that. Now, the farmer will never expect anything from us like a harvest that is not tied to the investment that he made, which is seed. Let me, let me say it this way. If a farmer, let's say that there's one plot of ground right here and he, the farmer sows apple seed into this plot of ground, right? And then over here, he takes another plot of ground and he sows orange seed into that plot of ground. Now, it would be ridiculous of the farmer to to get up and go to this plot of ground where he sowed apple seed and expect oranges or vice versa. He, he would never expect the orange seed to produce apples. So what's my point? What's my point? My point here is that God is never going to expect anything from you that he didn't already deposit in you. And so he's only expecting from you what he deposited on the inside of you. Let me, let me explain this point because this is why we should not compare ourselves to other people. So I, I'm going to use something that happened with me as a, uh, as an example, an anecdote to drive home this point. So when I got born again, I was newly born again. I was in Kuwait and, um, Back then, 1995, we didn't have TBN uh, on military installations, not like in Kuwait. So it's not, we didn't have Christian programming. And, and I don't even know if we had like cable TV in, in our connexes. So a connex is like a shipping container. And I lived inside of a shipping container. And I was pretty happy about it, by the way. Okay, so I'm in Kuwait. I'm in my Connex, I'm in my shipping container, I have my little TV, and back then we had these things called VHS tapes, I don't know if you remember that, so so we had these VHS tapes, and so uh, uh, we would say, I just got saved, I just got born again, so the church, I'd be like, yo, you got some, what do you got, and they'd be like, Brother Pena, here's this series, you need to watch this, and so I'm watching this series of VHS tapes called Back to the Bible Conference with Bishop T.D. Jakes, this is when Bishop Jakes was still in West Virginia, and so I'm watching him, uh, you know, I have the whole series and I'm watching all this stuff and we used to pass the, the VHS tapes around. And so I'm watching, uh, um, you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes on my TV in my conics. And this is one of the first times I ever heard the Lord say anything to me. I just got saved. I was newly saved. I'm watching this, but I knew I was called to preach. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching the TV and Bishop Jakes is going, right? right back then he used to grab the mic. He used to hold the mic, man. I don't have nothing. He used to put it right on his lip and be like, get ready, get ready, get, 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 oh, my God. And so, so I was watching, him and I was all excited and all of that and I was like yeah yeah and I remember saying to the Holy Spirit uh saying to God I said God I want to preach like Bishop T.D. Jakes and one of the first things I ever heard God say to me was I didn't give you what I gave him I said what and the Holy Spirit was like I didn't give you what I gave him and when when I heard the Holy Spirit say that I was like what and it felt like all the air just left my Connex, right? Somebody in the chat put CHU, C H U. That stands for Containerized Housing Unit. So, anyway, all the air left my CHU. I felt like I, I, I got gut punched by the Holy Ghost, right? I was like, oh, I was like, oh, snap. You said, what? I didn't give you what I gave him. And I felt like, oh my God, why would you say that to me? I felt like, and, and, and you know, for it probably was like two seconds, but it felt like forever. And while I'm there in that moment, I hear the Holy Spirit say again, but, but I didn't give him what I gave you. And it's like, what? It's like all the air came back in my, in my connex. And and like, I got all my power back and I started yelling at the TV. Now I just got saved. So don't, don't, you know, don't judge me. You know, I still have my Brooklyn, you know, flavor. So I, I started yelling at the TV and I was like, yo, what's up, baby? What's up? You don't got what I got. You know what I'm saying? You don't got what I got. Like so so I'm yelling at Bishop TD Jake saying like you don't got what I got. That might not be good English but it's good teaching. Anyway, so so I'm like you don't got what I got. What's my point? My point is that God will never expect something of you that he didn't invest in you. He was like, no, I didn't give you what I gave Bishop TD Jakes. And then I, I didn't give Bishop TD Jakes what I gave you. And so, so at the end of the day, we, you should be able to celebrate the diversity of giftings and callings without jealousy, because when I get to heaven and wish Bishop Jakes gets, gets to heaven, uh, he has a purpose and I have a purpose and, and God is going to take my purpose and use it as a ruler to measure my life. And he's going to measure me against my purpose. So he's going to measure me against my ruler and he's, he's going to take Bishop Jakes and measure him against his purpose and measure him against his ruler. And God is not going to use my ruler on him and God is not going to use his ruler on me because God is not going to walk up to a plot of land that he sold apple seed and expect oranges or vice versa. He's only going to expect on a, a return on the investment that he made in your life. So listen, you are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't have to compare yourself to other people. Matter of fact, this, this shirt says, I'm running my race by, with my grace. So I only have the, the grace to run me. My race at my pace. I'm not gonna worry about other people. They have their own race. They have their own grace. They have their own pace. I celebrate them. Dude, leave me alone. Celebrate me. Don't 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 try to put your burden on me. Don't try to put your anointing on me. I I, I can't stand when people say this is not in my notes. But I want to get to the second point. But I'm gonna slide this in for free. I can't stand when, when somebody tries to put their calling on you, you know, it's like, hey, brother Pena, uh, we're feeding the homeless on Saturday. You want to come feed the homeless? No, no, I got something else. Oh, really? Jesus said when I was thirsty, you gave me water. If you're not feeding the homeless, you're not doing what Jesus said. Well, maybe God maybe God didn't call me to do that right now. Why don't you do that, man? I celebrate you. Hey, I, I preach in jail, like for example, you know, hey. Uh, I'm going to jail. You want to go preach in jail? Oh, no, that's not my thing. It would be crazy of me to say, well, you know, Jesus said I was in jail. You visited me. If you're not going to jail, if you're not doing jail ministry, you're not doing Jesus ministry. No. How about you go to the jail? You go do feed the homeless. You go do whatever. Like I go to DR. Do whatever you God called you to do and leave people alone. They have their own assignment. You don't know what God invested in them. And so they don't know what God invested in you. God is only going to expect from you what he deposited in you. And the church said, amen. All right. I was preaching there for a minute. All right. Number two. All right. I only got two things. I'll let you go after this. Our growth is tied to the word that God speaks to us, the seed that he sows in us. So we've been looking at this parable for a while, for months. At the latter part of the parable, the Bible says, uh, this is good ground. They hear the teaching. They accept it. Then they grow. Ooh. Ooh. Notice that the good ground, they hear the teaching, they accept it, then they grow and produce a good crop. Sometimes 30 times more, 60 times more, hundred times more. Let me point something out. Jesus said the good ground receives the word and, and the word is seed. And the Bible doesn't say that the seed grows. The Bible says that they grow. Let me say that again. The Bible says, I put the seed down inside of you. And the seed is not growing because the the seed is the word is infallible is already the word. That's not going to change. The seed doesn't change. The seed doesn't grow. You grow. You get the word down inside of you and then you grow. This is a person that accepts the word of God. They allow the word of God to do what it does. And when the word of God gets down in your heart, you grow as a result of it. God so is sowing into you his word. He gave you his spirit. He gave you his grace. And now he's, expect, he's expecting you to grow. He's expecting you to become the man, the woman God has called you to be. If you're not growing as a Christian, then it has to be. And you're getting the word on a regular basis. Like you're going to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday. You're getting the word and you're not growing. Then you got to check yourself. Maybe you're like one of those, those three grounds. Maybe you're like the wayside soil where you heard the word but you don't understand it. Maybe you're like the rocky ground, where you heard the word but you have a surface level relationship, you're not really serious. Maybe you're like the thorny ground, where you heard the word but your life is full of other things. You got other things going on, you got other priorities. You don't have time for God. So so I'm just saying you got to check yourself because if you receive the word of God and you let the word of God do what it does, you're going to grow as a result of it, what you don't want to do is get to heaven and realize that you wasted the one chance that you have at life. You don't want to get to heaven and realize that you, that you failed to produce a return on God's investment. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Uh, I want you to lift up your voice and say this, say father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up my life by meditating and medicating on your word day and night. I take your word seriously. I honor the investment that you make in me by sowing your word down in my heart. I declare that the power and the potential that's locked up inside of your word is unleashed in my life. The seed of your word does not grow in my heart. It causes me to grow. I am the harvest that is produced from your word. My life is a return on your investment. I am the change that the world is going to see. So Father, thank you for sowing into me and for never giving up on me. Your investment in me shall not be in vain. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Sign up. You want my notes? Todaysword.org. Hit the red subscribe button on the top right of the website. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to go out there. Have an amazing day. This is a message you might need to listen to again, but please share it with somebody and then go into the chat and leave me some comments. Uh, because I go back and I read every comment. Have an amazing day. Go out there and produce a return on God's investment. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.